Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, the NFL draft is literally in 30 hours, maybe a little less, 27 hours, something like that. Can't wait for it. Sad that I'm not in Vegas, but we'll make do. If anyone has seen my Twitter recently, I released every single bet that I've made thus far, and it gathered some attention because it's the longest list that anyone's put out. I am a complete degenerate, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. How you doing today? Jason Gold, Savage Mode. You love to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm happy it's a day before the draft. I'm, I'm excited for the rumors to come out. Um, just did a couple of podcasts on the Action Network, so I got to hear some insider information, I guess, of sorts to see you know what organizations are leaning certain ways. Um, so I think there's going to be some, there's already been some volatility in the market, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see more swings with a lot of the Vegas. So apparently in Vegas, you can't make bets after 5 PM Pacific. So, you know, tonight, a lot of the, tonight, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, there's going to be a delay there for, for, you know, all the people that are running the money, they're going to start moving to shift the market. So I think we'll see some breaking news by tomorrow that much of these bets that we've already placed in advance will, either come to a head or we're going to be hedging. So it's going to be fun. I think that we're going to know a lot of information tomorrow. I think that we're pretty close to the end of smoke screen season, but we've also had a giant smoke screen season. I feel yes. like this has gotten absolutely bananas and the market Crazy. reflects that some of the different numbers in the market that don't really make sense reflect that. I think there's a lot of reporting right now, but no one knows for sure. It's a lot of like hinting, but maybe I'm not sure. No reporters are going all in on any of their information right now. So. You know, if you have access to markets tomorrow, I guarantee you that there are going to be locks left on the board for you to go bet on. Just follow yeah. the information on Twitter. You will have more concrete sources tomorrow. Go make your money that way. I certainly am going to try to, but that doesn't mean that I haven't put 45, I counted them up, 45 <laughs> bets in the NFL draft already. Over um, under, you get to 60 by by tomorrow. Oh, I'll get to 60 by tonight. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Easy. Like if you look at, so I, I have this, if you go to my Twitter page, I haven't pinned uh, the Goldilocks section, the Google sheet. So you'll look at how many bets I'm making per day at this point. Like from March, March 8th to April 7th, I made 10 bets, right? So I'm making one, one or two a week. The last 48 hours I've made it's picked up since Monday. <laughs> Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16 in the last 48 hours. So uh, as you get more information, you make more bets. I've saved some bullets, you know, in the chamber for this reason. And there's a lot more where that came from. And I expect to unload the clip by the time we get to Thursday night. <laughs> love it. I love it. I, feel, I feel, sound like a drug dealer. It's just gambling. But... <laughs> We just need that money machine gun, man. Where did that go? You gotta get I have out. it somewhere. I have it. Where is it? <laughs> get oh, the my. guns cocked. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, there's no money in here, though. So maybe I'm broke already. I don't know how this is going to work. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get started at the top of the draft here. So Peter King releases his mock draft. 
on Monday. It's Trayvon Walker at number one. The market had already been moving like that direction for a while. He's now currently minus 300. It seems like, get, based on the sources that I have heard, that it's the GM, Trent Baalke, wants Trayvon Walker. We talked about that on our last show. It, it definitely seemed like he was leaning that way, and I couldn't believe that he was going to have the stones to actually try and pull that off or that he had the authority to try and pull it off. So I think at this point we can report pretty solidly that he wants Walker at number one. We can also report that Doug Peterson would like to take an offensive lineman at number one, likely Icky Aquanu. It also seems like he does not have the authority to make that decision, even though he's the one with more power in the relationship. So we're going to take O-line out of here. The real question is, Shad Khan seems like, from the reporting, he wants Aiden Hutchinson. Who wins that battle? Is Trent Baalke actually going to be given the right to make that decision? Given the market, it seems like he will. Is there any chance that we get another surprise and this flips back to Hutchinson tomorrow? Or are we going to wake up and Walker is, you know, minus a thousand to be the first pick? I mean, I think it makes sense to hedge right now. Like, I know you already have positions on Hutchinson from way back. But now you can get him an even better value. I think you, when I looked at your sheet, you had him at like one minus 165 early on. You know, we're talking about almost a month ago now. No, um, I bet, I, I bet even worse. I'm a horrible gambler. Uh, I had him at minus 265, number one pick, because I thought it would be minus a thousand. I thought it would be a lot. Right. Right. So, so now you, now you can go, you looking, I'm looking at FanDuel. You can get him at plus 300 right now. So, yeah. I mean, it just shows how much the market has cooled on Hutchinson. But at the same time, this guy has been, if you go back to the preseason rankings of, of mock drafts from like last year, like I think Spencer Radler was like number one, but Aiden Hutchinson has been frequently mentioned as the number one pick. He's probably been the hottest name as the number one pick throughout the course of the season. And he has the highest floor in terms of a, of a defensive end. Now, you know, obviously the, the bulk bulky is obviously looking at Trayvon Walker and just his athleticism and, you know, the talent and, you know, maybe the production doesn't always show on the film, but um, I think that there's still a, a chance that Hutchinson is the pick here just because, like, with the Jaguars, they're starting a new franchise pretty much with a new head coach, um, some seemingly competent uh, leadership there. Getting an edge rusher would supremely help their 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 team. And getting somebody like Hutchinson who's proven, I think it makes a little bit more sense than taking a reach at Walker. Because if you if you strike out here, it's, it's not going to be a good look. Um so, so I feel like you got to go conservative, but who knows? I, yeah, I agree with you. We talked about this on the last podcast. I fully expected that Hutchinson would still be the pick. I have changed. I bet Walker minus one ninety oh, and minus one sixty five to be okay. the first pick after what I heard on Monday, just because the market yeah. had moved so much, and I thought that it would be a higher number. Like I felt like by the time we got to today, it would be minus five hundred. The fact that it's only minus three hundred, it's actually kind of surprising to me. Yeah. And what I also did was I took Hutchinson minus 145. At this point, I'm just trying to save my ass. If I lose a little bit of money right. on it, fine. But what I don't want to do is be so hard-headed that I'm like, no, Hutchinson's still going to be the first pick, and I'm just doubling down on losing bets. Right. Okay, if I lose a couple hundred dollars because I thought Hutchinson would go one and he doesn't, great. I have 45 other bets. I'm trying to make money at the <laughs> right. end of this thing. Like sure. So sure. that's kind of where I am right now. Um, Hutchinson minus... 250-ish to be the second pick right now. I got him at my minus 140, so I feel like that's good value. Nice value, yeah. And let's move on to the second pick. If it isn't Hutchinson at number two, let's say Walker goes one. 
let's say Hutchinson somehow doesn't go two. It's going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. And I already have positions at plus 500 and plus 450 and for Thibodeau to be a top five pick. So I I feel like I'm covered in number two, regardless of what happens here. Um, the idea that Dan Campbell would want Aiden Hutchinson, I'm sure that the Ford family does also. But it seems like Brad Holmes is really the one that's running the show. He's actually been handed the keys and has the full authority to do what he wants to do. And Brad Holmes has done more work on Kayvon Thibodeau than anyone else in the entire draft. And I'm I'm thinking that there's a legitimate chance that Thibodeau ends up being the number two pick, regardless of who gets picked at number one. So as we talked about, Matthew Friedman, uh, who from Betting Pros and Fantasy Pros, put out a tweet earlier that said, all the sharp mockers have Thibodeau potentially slipping as far as eight at this point. And the betting market does not reflect that at all. In fact, now Thibodeau minus 650 at some places to be a top five selection. His over-under is four and a half right now, minus 180. So that would make me think, okay, he's going two, three, or four. Where does he fit in? Because right now we think Stingley is going to end up going three, maybe sauce. Yeah. Four, it seems like every Jets beat reporter has said they're out on Thibodeau and that they may take Jermaine Johnson at number four or a wide receiver or Iki Iquanu. It seems like KT's out of that. So how do those two things work together and who do we believe? The sharp mockers who traditionally have been the best at finding value early on for you to make bets or the betting place, the betting market, which says Thibodeau is going to be a top five pick regardless of what you think. He's going to go earlier than people are expecting right now. I don't know where I land on that. Yeah, it's it's tricky. And, you know, I've been as we've been doing these pod, these pods over the last couple of weeks, the thing that I've been troubled with is who's the guy that's going to be the faller. And at first it was going to be Trayvon Walker. And then all of a sudden Peter King puts out a mock draft and he becomes the odds on favorite to become number one. Um, the next one is Evan Neal. He's also been a slider. But the person that I was also concerned about is Kayvon Thibodeau. And I was all in on Thibodeau. I have that him at second. Uh, right after we did our pot, actually, I made that bet because you were so convincing of it. Um, and now I'm a bit I'm a bit worried right now because the market to me seems too inconsistent. And while you could follow a whole bunch of sharp mockers, um, they're not actually the ones that are getting the sources, to, to at least that I can see, other than Peter King and you know the more notable names that actually have access to these teams. Um, but... I'm a little bit concerned, so I'm going to take the hedge point here, and I'm yeah. going to take the Kevin Thibodeau, the Kevon, Kevon Thibodeau over four and a half. It's at plus one forty, uh, plus one twelve, I believe, on Fanduel. Yeah, plus one twelve. I'll take the plus money there, just for the risk of him falling out of here. Um, he doesn't have, I mean, obviously on the on the field, nasty, just just a beast. Um, but all these little things that have been coming up to kind of push mm -hmm. his value down. I feel like there's something there to that. And maybe someone gets gung shy uh, at the top of the draft here at Detroit. Cause if he doesn't go to the lions, the, the next question is where does he go? Does yeah. he go, does Houston go with the edge rusher? They absolutely need one. Um, but they also like their cornerbacks, but having a defensive minded head coach in Lovey Smith there, I think it makes sense that they're going to go defense. Um, but I could also see them going to offensive linemen. So this is where it gets really tricky. And yeah. I think Aquanu is a guy that's not going to fall down. Like he's not going to go, after probably number five, as late as five, five, five yeah. yeah, five. So someone's got to fall out of here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the risk and take the plus money with with it being Thibodeau. Th since I already have a position there, 
Um, but I don't feel great about it because, as you're right, like I, I think the homework that the D, that the Detroit Lions have done on him probably bodes well that he could land there still. Yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going to end up net out on this. I'm definitely a little scared of him slipping past five. Top five is like the most important thing to me. If I have like my yeah. sweat list, like Thibodeau <laughs> top five is definitely up there. Um, but it depends on like what what happens to knock him out. If it's Derek Stingley third that ends up knocking him down, then I'm going to end up like way ahead of, on this deal. Stingley's right. easily at this point, my biggest position. Um, so that's like the one, as long as he goes top 10, we're golden. If he ends up at like three, five, seven, I'm going to be really freaking happy. But Dude, Sting- Stingley, no, no worse. I don't think he goes past Seattle at nine. Like yeah. that just makes so much sense uh, for their team and what they need. Unless they go quarterback and totally flip the script. But like, I don't, I don't think Pete Carroll's going to do that. Yeah, a little inside baseball here. One of my sites has or had Stingley minus 200 to be a top 10 pick as of this morning. And I got told that I'm not allowed to bet anymore on that because I was tamering it too You're hard. maxed out. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't want any more smoke. So, whoops. Uh, I think that's a lock. Like Most of the rest of the market somewhere between minus 325, minus 375 on that right now. I yeah. still think that's a good bet. I don't think there's any pass chance he gets past nine. And even if he does, if the Jets don't take sauce at four, why wouldn't they take Stingley at 10? So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're going to come away with a with a defensive player at some, at some point in those p- two picks. Speaking of the Jets, so a lot of smoke around them taking uh, Jermaine Johnson at four. I, I get it. But I think there's a chance that Jermaine Johnson's there at 10. So I don't know why you would take him at four, really. Um, it depends on if Thibodeau's there and how that all works out. I mean, if there's a chance that Hutchinson somehow ends up at four, obviously it seems like they would take him. Um, but with the 10th pick, do you think that they're going to end up getting a deal for a wide receiver before we get to tomorrow night? Uh, a deal for a wide receiver I think they're going to make a move for a wide receiver. Who is who it will be is the question. I'm, I'm curious about what the Falcons ultimately decide to do. I think that that's going to be a a huge impact on what the, the Jets ultimately decide. Um, but uh, they could. They, they could certainly could. I think there's going to be some trades in this draft for sure. Like just with all the QB conversations of people wanting to move up and um, some people having two picks in the first round, they could package that up and, and get a little bit higher, move back and so forth. So um, the Jets definitely have some leverage here, having two top 10 picks. Um, I don't know that I, I'm going to go to the lengths of, you know, we're going to get Debo Samuel rumors or anything like that. But um, I think no, no less, they're going to end up with a defensive player, likely an edge rusher and a wide receiver. Um, unless, yeah, unless Ahmad Garner, Unless he falls, um, I could see that too. But yeah, I, I could definitely see those that that playing out. So the question is, is like, so one of the bets that I just recently placed is like um, second wide receiver off the board. Yeah, um, I was already on Drake London under 11 and a half. So I'm, I'm holding firm to that. I feel pretty good about it. Worst case, he goes to the commanders. I have seen him mocked as late as 15 to the Eagles, though, which is interesting. Um, so I, I hope he doesn't fall that way. But if he doesn't fall then that means jameson williams may may fall too so yeah. i don't know that that whole chris Olave. there's gonna be a lot of wide receivers going in those middle rounds there it's gonna make it really interesting here on that that pick but i like him to be the second wide receiver off the board because if garrett wilson goes to the falcons i think that almost guarantees london to the jets 
So interesting. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping it plays out. So I've thought a lot about the wide receiver market, and I haven't done all that much with it. Uh, I do have a Garrett Wilson under ten and a half that I bet on April seventh. That seems feel good. okay. I feel good about that. I mean, there's two spots there: Falcons and the Jets, where he's probably at least in consideration to be taken. Yeah. Uh, I have a Jamison Williams first wide receiver off the board plus three thirty. I think I bet that more of the number than anything else. It's like plus one twenty five right now. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it, honestly, for wide receivers. Because I have oh. I have Chris Olave under 17 and a half because I didn't think there was a chance he gets past the Chargers. Agreed. Um, so those are my three, but in what order they go, I'm I'm really not sure because there hasn't been any team that says, oh, I love this receiver over this receiver. Yeah. There's no really reporting There's on no that. There's no bona fide kinda, number one. You're right. We're kind of guessing. So if I had to guess right now, yeah, I would say Wilson eight and then either Williams or Drake London at 10. Chris Olave or Drake London at 11. Right. And then 15 would be whatever is left of the top four receivers the Eagles are probably going to take. Unless there's like, if Kyle Hamilton's there, maybe they take them, take Kyle Hamilton over a wide receiver. If McDuffie's there, maybe they go, you know, defensive yeah. backfield instead of a wide receiver and wait for maybe Traylon Burks at 18. Or I've seen even that a lot. You know, yeah. If one of the wide receivers somehow slips past the Saints because they want to take Kenny Pickett at 16, maybe they get the wide receiver and Kyle Hamilton. I don't know. The Eagles are really interesting, but I definitely feel like they're in the ballpark for a defensive back and a wide receiver combo. Just which one ends up there. And if they have to take one at 15 or 18, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they also look into Jordan Davis. Um, His market's been really interesting. Yeah, I've seen him. They've they've done a lot of homework on him, and I think that he could be one of those. I mean, the Eagles defense, they're going to be running some three, four schemes there uh, where he could be the nose tackle, but he's such an athletic freak. And for his size, the speed that he has, like, I think he could be a game changer. So I actually put in some money on him too, um, under 13 and a half, which I would love if he fell to the birds with me. Like I, as a fan, I would, I would be happy about that. Um, just cause their line is just getting older and older. Fletcher Cox has got re-signed, but it only to a one-year deal. Um, but I think he's a great fit for the Baltimore Ravens and they pick at 13. I think that that makes a Four. lot of sense for them. They pick at 14, 14, 14, 14. 14. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming the number you actually bet was under 14 and a half. Not yeah. 14. And a half. You got it right. 14. Okay. You got it. So uh, I have an over 13 and a half that I bet on somewhere early. Uh, Jordan Davis, uh, April 6th, over nice. 13 and a half minus 155. Uh, and I thought about, you know, the market was saying he's going to get pushed up, pushed up, probably to like the Chargers, somewhere that range. And yeah. now it seems like it's come back down. And I do think as long as the Ravens don't move, him at 14 is like a lock. So like that mm-hmm. over 13 and a half, under 14 and a half, probably the right space right now for you to be in. Uh, obviously, it would be an awesome fit for him. Yeah. Um, let me start. Let me go back to 13 yeah. for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually... I have so many thoughts. So oh, let's go back to the commanders for a second. Well, I guess we kind of yeah. already talked about it because no, they're, they're probably yeah. going to go wide receiver, right? Yeah, exactly. So We're that's assuming. what I want to say on the commanders very quickly was uh, for them to take a wide receiver with their first pick minus 110 now. I'm wide receiver. So kind of like that one. If you can get that one on the board, I'd probably bet that to like 150-ish, something like that in that range. Um, but it's also interesting to think that if they would take a wide receiver because the line on the Vikings to take a wide receiver at 12 have plummeted. 
I saw it at plus a thousand two days ago. Now it's at plus two seventy-five. They have a cornerback still favored, so obviously McDuffie would be on the board there. However, if one of the wide receivers that they really like is still there, don't be surprised if the Vikings go rogue and take a receiver. Do you think there's a possibility if Jermaine Johnson it doesn't go in the top ten? Do you think that that's a possible landing spot for him? Um, yeah, being that the absolutely. Minnesota Vikings definitely need some defensive edge. Uh, support there i think if jermaine johnson makes it past 10 to the jets i think that a lot of teams would be trying to trade up to 11 okay. with the commanders to try and get him there i'd be i'd be very surprised um that seems like the right spot ultimately i i think that johnson's probably going to go ninth to seattle but trying to predict what seattle's going to do is yeah basically a dumb experiment so i'm not going to try <laughs> um so 12 Vikings, cornerback or wide receiver. 13, I think, is the first bona fide trade-out spot pending what Carolina does. Um, I I have a deal that I know is on the table that if Malik Willis is there at 13, Houston trades with the Steelers. They get 20 and 52. Steelers get 13 and 107. And the Steelers come up and take Malik Willis. I, I am very confident that that is a deal that is wow. on the table right now. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I, I could see it, you know, um, how are you still feeling about the quarterbacks over two and a half in the first round? So I, I don't have an over two and a half. I have a under three and a half, which I think is the oh, right under three and a half. There. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that is so a good I, one. Good. That was the first bet that I made on March 8th. I bet it at minus 225. It's like well minus done. 300, 330, something like that. Uh, I feel good about that. Seems like, you know, we had this little bit of this movement last week where people were talking about. Oh, we could get a lot of we could get Matt Corral and Desmond Ritter at the end of the first round. Maybe we'll get four. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that makes any sense to me. And now it seems like every sharp mocker is like, all right, the quarterbacks are gonna drop in this class. Matt Freeman, I know he tweeted out that he may only have one in his final mock draft, which I would be right. shocked by. I think that we're gonna get two or three. I'm very sure that Willis is gonna go round one. Whether or not he's the first guy, I don't know. Based on the map drafts that I'm doing right now, yes, I think that trade of the Steelers starts the market. I don't know where Pickett goes. Every time I've done a mock draft, I have him leaving, going to Tennessee at 26 or Detroit at 32. And then I have Ritter going to the other one. So I, I think that we're going to end up with three. But I wouldn't be surprised at two. And I would not be surprised. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud and on a show. But I would not be surprised if Kenny Pickett is not drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, uh, Peter King had Matt Corral, uh, Coral, uh, coming up in the back end of there um, over Pickett. So, um, yeah, maybe it's possible, man. Them small hands, we'll, we'll, I don't know, man. That might really hold him back. I do have a random bet on this somewhere. Uh, I have Desmond Ritter, top 32 pick. I talked I about that, that last time, My, mm-hmm. minus 125. I, I, I thought that number would move towards like 200. It stayed at 125. It's fine. I think that's the right price, but hopefully someone trades up to that 32 yeah. spot with Detroit or someone to grab him. Right. Uh, the other one that I have is Desmond Ritter to be the second quarterback taken plus 550. Um, that's that's compelling, man, because there's the, there's a drop off after Malik Willis, right? Like it, it's the picket, it's the it's the the coral, it's the yeah. I, I feel like that's a good that's good value considering like it's just it's going to be a crapshoot after after Willis goes, if assuming whenever Willis goes, if they trade up maybe people will start getting a little antsy and start doing similar things to kind of uh, make sure they don't pat, uh, they don't miss out on it. Yeah. I just, there's, there's just but not like, very... there's so much value, but like how could a QB run go like from, 
if the Steelers move up, how many yeah. people are going to be that aggressive to get another quarterback? No, like how many Steelers people need? How many people need quarterbacks? Like we do the we do this thing every year, but like yeah. three, C- maybe. Yeah, Seattle, Carolina, and Pittsburgh are the fairly obvious ones, and then you Saints. have like yeah, Saints and Atlanta. Like you really have five that are like five teams. We really maybe have to do something, right? Um, but then you have a team like the Giants who. You know, I can see them flipping out that seventh pick if someone wants to move up for someone that's dropping on the board. And they're like, all right, we're just going to move our chips to 2023 and go try and get C.J. Stroud. So I, I think some teams are going to play this draft where they're trying to trade out of the round one in order to get draft capital for 2023 because it's a much better class overall, especially in terms of top tier talent. Right. Um, Agreed. All right. So we've made it past. We made kind of past the Eagles and the Saints. The bottom of the board. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? But I'll give some bets based on what I'm hearing right now. Some round one, like top 32 bets that I really like, and maybe some head-to-heads. I'll kind of go through the list that I missed a couple days. So Trent McDuffie, under 16 and a half. Uh, I don't think that he makes it to the Chargers, so that would be a good bet on the board, minus 120 right now. Daxton Hill to be a first-round pick, I bet at minus 150. You can get that up hmm. to minus 200 right now. Very confident that he's going to end up being a first-round pick. Uh, and I also took him to be taken over Desmond Ritter before Desmond Ritter. I think that Daxon Hill, the first place that he could get taken would be like 23 to Arizona. And I think the lowest he'll go would be like 30 to Kansas City. So I think somewhere in that range is probably pretty good for him. Uh, Kyer Elam, cornerback from Florida. I bet him to be a first-round pick. And I also bet in conjunction with that, over four and a half cornerbacks plus 110 in round one. Uh, I think the cornerbacks between Elam, I think the five that come off the board in round one are Stingley, Gardner, McDuffie. I also bet McDuffie to be the third cornerback off the board, minus 165, which I like. That's a really uh, good pick. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Booth from Clemson and Elam. And potentially, will depend. it depends on how they call his name in the actual draft. But I've seen Daxon Hill be labeled as a safety or a cornerback. For my sake, I hope that they call out that he's safety. playing quarterback. Ooh. That would be quarterback because I have over four and a half. I, I need some protection there. Um, yeah. I also bet Kyrie Elam to be picked ahead of Sky Moore. I'm really high on Sky Moore, but it seems like the market has moved away from him. And the market has moved away from George Pickens a little bit. So if you expect him to be a first-round pick, I would probably hedge out of that bet right now and you can probably take his under if it's like 35 and a half something like that i'd probably take the over on uh george at this point uh a couple other guys that i like in the first round canyon green minus 225 and zion johnson minus 300 i bet both of those today if you have some money left in your bankroll that's kind of what you want to do tomorrow like those top 32s those guys that are going to be like locks for first round picks just Lay the wood. This is the one time a year that I would suggest that you lay the wood. It's the smart time to do it. Just go make $100 on your bet, even if you have to risk 300 Probably the smart way to do it. And uh, George Karloftis, over 23. If you can find a place mm. where you bet where he is not a first-round pick, go do that because he's like minus 1,600 to be a first-round pick at this point, top 32. And a lot of the smoke is that he's not going to make it into the first round at this point. So I think that's worth a little bit of a flyer if you can find it. Well, that I hadn't heard that, and I, that that's music to my ears because I, I saw in a couple of recent mocks I was checking out that the Eagles had him at like eighteen. And I was like, oh, gross! I don't, I do not want any parts of that. Um, speaking of which, uh, one of the things I was just doing something with SGPN, and um, they're doing a mock draft later on today. Check it out um, if you guys um, want to. But um, 
I was able to, I was drafting for behalf of the Eagles. So Chris Olave fell. Um, the wide receivers were flying off the board. So he was the best one available. So I took him at 15 and at 18. I took Devin Lloyd and there's a bet that Love I placed it. right after that was like um, Devin Lloyd to be the first linebacker off the board at minus 160. Um, as you just Whoa. said, like some, at some, where at some do, point, where'd you find that? It's on FanDuel. For Devin Lloyd to be the first linebacker off the board, minus yeah. 160? Yeah. I saw it at minus 600 yesterday. What happened? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I I don't know. But, like, to me, like, to me, that was a logical bet that I had to do. Because I, I also see that the, the Eagles have done a lot of homework on Lloyd. They haven't drafted a linebacker since, like, the 70s or something like that in the first round. It's something crazy. Crazy uh, trend that the the Eagles just always avoid the linebacker position or they address it later on in the draft. So um, this guy's an extremely good talent, um, and I could totally see him being um, one of the first linebackers, if not the first. So that just makes a ton of sense to me. I may have to talk to you after this about putting money on that for me because that that it seems <laughs> that seems like an absolute lot to me. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I definitely think that Lloyd's uh, range kind of there is somewhere between the Eagles. Last, second pick so like 18 and then i don't think he gets past the patriots at 21 definitely not the patriots i agree with you are there any other bets on the board that you've made that we can talk about because then i'm kind of i'm kind of done for now yeah i pretty much went through all of the bets that i've made since the first go round um it's really just trying to hedge some positions one thing i thought that was interesting was i bet kyle hamilton over 10 and a half at plus one Oh five. Um, yeah. last time he spoke and now that's moved to 12 and a half. Um, so that's good for me, but, uh, yeah, I'm wondering where he's going to go at this point because, uh, where's the fit, right? Like who's going to take that risk, uh, with the combine numbers, even though he's like an extremely good talent, but we know that there's not a premium safeties. It just doesn't make sense to pay safeties money. So why would you draft them in the top 10? Um, as we've seen with Jamal Adams and, and um, uh, who's the other, who's the other cornerback that, or other safety that wanted to get paid. Um, his name escapes me, but I'll, it'll come back to me. Um, but yeah, this doesn't make sense to pay for a safety in the top 10 picks. So where does he fall? Like that, that's where I'm kind of curious. Like when we're in that, let that 12 to, I'd say probably 13 to 20 range. Uh, we're expecting some, some more of these cornerbacks and defensive backs to go along with the wide receivers. Like, where's he fit into that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I definitely think that he could go 11, uh, 12, potentially 13. If Houston stays, probably is a good place. Yeah. The Ravens don't really have a need for a safety, but like, God, he would be so good <laughs> uh, in Baltimore. And then 15, I don't see how he gets past 15 to the Eagles. Um, that would shock me. That feels like his floor, yeah. but definitely like 11 to 15 kind of feels like his range. I, I wish. Maybe, maybe we'll talk to a sportsbook. Maybe we'll end up doing it next year. But, like, you know how we talk about during the uh, NFL preseason, you have the band bets. Like, they win between seven and nine games. Mm-hmm. And the NFL draft, like, between 18 and 21. Like, that would be so right. much fun. Just give me a range. Right. Yeah. That would be absolutely awesome. All right. A uh, couple of house cleaning notes for Champions Round before we head out of here. Obviously, tomorrow, the draft will be all over. We'll be all over social media doing a ton of shows tomorrow. Friday, we're doing a drinking game. Dan, I might ask you to join us for this. During round two of the NFL draft, the way that it works, you take a sip if a running back or a wide receiver is taken, two sips if a tight end or quarterback is taken or a trade is completed. 
Uh, you have to go shotgun a beer if someone jumps in the Bellagio <laughs> fountain. So all sorts of fun stuff we'll talk about, but we'll be live on Twitter uh, during the draft during round two on Friday. Uh, later this afternoon, actually in 17 minutes, we're doing a full mock draft with the entire CR content team. Uh, so that'll be fun. And then we're doing two leagues later that we'll live stream on Twitter. Big board showdown drafts. Speaking of which, you have about 26 hours at this point to go do big board showdown drafts. Uh, everybody seems to really enjoy it. Super fun. Uh, awesome. Dan, I know you're, you're doing one next uh, later tonight at 4 p.m. with us. Uh, our experts league, which you can see, uh, we'll live stream that one on Twitter also. And we have five seven six contests going on right now. And the jerseys that you can win if you finish in first place there Travis Kelsey, Lamar Jackson, Gabe Davis, Micah Hyde, and Quiddy Pay. So lots of cool signed gear. Go ahead and enter those contests. Limited spots available in those. So make sure to get in now for your chance to win those jerseys. So on the way out, Dan, good luck with all your bets tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be talking all day, placing a lot yes, more. Sir. Uh, I'm going to play this big board showdown on the video on the way out, and then we will talk to you guys uh, tomorrow. See ya. Peace.